Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 515 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you solo dolo. We just had a plethora of live streams going on, so I'm doing this one solo because things ran a little late. But make sure you go check out our Selection Sunday uh, live stream presented by the Glue Guys College Basketball Podcast, our college basketball show with Owen Mitchell, Tom Sander Chia. Uh, we did, we had a fun time on that live stream, breaking down the bracket. We're going to be talking March Madness on our main pod and a ton more in-depth over on the Glue Guys, so definitely go check that out. We got a lot to dive into Philly sports-wise. It's been a crazy week in the world of Philly sports since we last spoke to you guys on Wednesday. We've got a lot to dive into from the Birds, the Phils, the Sixers, the Union, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, we have Flyers talk. To get into because ding dong, the witch is dead. We'll get into everything with Chuck Fletcher. Uh, but before we get started, a big housekeeping news moment. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia, uh, you can see underneath our date logo that is right next to me, right next to me there. Uh, it's tough right there, that side under the date. Uh, we have a presenting sponsor of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Um, we teased it on our anniversary show because we had early uh, details about it. And it felt like a good time to bring that up, obviously, with the whole, the entire OG crew uh, in studio. It felt like a good time to announce that then. So if you missed the anniversary show, definitely go check that out. Um but the city of Vineland, our hometown, uh, it's where I currently live, it's where Matt lives, it's where Dylan lives, it's where Dom uh, has spent a lot of his life as well. Um, the city of Vineland is the presenting sponsor of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is a wild thing to like conceptualize, um, being that, you know, We've been podcasting for five years now. This is year five. Um, shout out to, to year five. But, um, you know, we're still very young. We're still very fresh and new on the internet. And for our city, where we grew up, where we went to school, where we made friendships, it's the city where the four of us came to be, uh, the really, really close friends, um, it's a city where a lot of our core life memories to this point have occurred. Um, for them to get behind us and want to back this show and, and want to be a part of what we're creating here um, at Underground Sports Philadelphia is, is super special to me. I know it's special to the rest of the guys as well. 
And when I told our crew that's, you know, not from Vineland, they were, you know, blown away by the fact that our city wants to get behind us, you know, to have the backing and support of the city of Vineland for this podcast, for this company, um, is so, so special to me and it means the world. I can't thank the city of Vineland enough, uh, Mayor Finucci and, and everybody who works for him that, you know, helped us get this deal done and, and really, you know, just knowing our city wants to support local businesses. This is, a, this is definition of that and, and getting behind a, a new era of a local business being that we are a digital media company. We're not your brick and mortar traditional type of business. Um, it, it truly speaks volumes to how awesome our city is and, and how much they want to give back and endorse the community. Um, so big thank you to the city of Vineland. Big thank you to our listeners. Big thank you to all of you um, who have gotten behind us since day one, whether you're from Vineland or not. Uh, it means the world and without you guys at home listening, you guys on the internet who back us every day with just the fun, wild content we do, uh, this wouldn't be possible without you guys. So big thank you. Um, can't thank the city enough. You know, our city's behind us and, and that is a massive thing to, to really know and understand as a, as not only as as content people, but as a business perspective and as, you know, citizens of our city, like to know that we have the backing of our city's, you know, public office and, and front, you know, facing figures, um, is very special to us. So we can't thank the city of Vineland enough. The new and first presenting sponsor of underground sports, Philadelphia. Um, uh, but before we get into everything, like I said, the city of Vineland is the presenting sponsor of Underground Sports Philadelphia, and the city of Vineland municipal calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the city of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing, the brand new presenting sponsor of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Make sure you guys are also following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. We're going to be live streaming a ton this March with uh, the NCAA tournament going on. Underground Madness, if you will. Uh, so definitely check us out on the socials. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and KBIZZLE11 on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Go subscribe, leave a five-star review. It really does go a long way for helping the show continue to grow, helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia, uh, and gets us on those ever-elusive podcast charts. So go subscribe, leave a five-star review, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of all of the podcasts on our network. That's where you get live streams. That's where you get original content. You get clips. You get shorts. You get all of it. 
any video-based product, pretty much. 99% of it's going on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Big thank you to our other sponsors who make this show happen, who have been with us since day one. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, guys, go get your merch. PHI Apparel Company, the exclusive merch provider of Underground Sports Philadelphia. They're going to be part of our live tailgate podcast going down on April 8th, 2023. You don't want to miss out on that. More details about that coming later this week. But PHI Apparel Company, there's no doubt in our minds that you will stand out in the crowd when you are rocking your merch from PHI Apparel Company because of their high-quality clothing, unique designs, and they're our exclusive merch partners. You're going to stand out in the crowd, and with their original designs for all, there's no doubt about it. Uh, You guys, you can use our promo code UNDERGROUND. You get 10% off any and all merch when you shop online at phiapparel.co that's phiapparel.co you get 10% off when you use code underground from our amazing awesome exclusive merch partners let's get into it the philadelphia flyers are leading off a show who would have thunk that in the year 2023 the philadelphia flyers would have lead billing on underground sports philadelphia the way that they've been playing no it's not the way that they've been playing that's leading us off it's the simple fact that ding dong the witch is dead chuck fletcher has been fired chuck fletcher is gone uh we don't have to worry about the flyers any longer uh the flyers have fired chuck fletcher uh this happened earlier this week i'm going to pull up the full statement here uh, just so we can we can all bask in the it took way too long glory. Um, but here we go. The Flyers officially firing general manager Chuck Fletcher. This happened uh, as of this recording. And as you guys are watching this four days ago, um, happened officially, you know, right before the weekend, Uh, but the Philadelphia Flyers have released Chuck Fletcher from his duties as president of hockey operations and general manager. Daniel Briere, Danny Briere, currently serving as special assistant to the general manager, has been named interim GM while the organization begins the process of permanently filling two separate positions, president of hockey operations and general manager. Briere traveled with the team when they played Pittsburgh on the day of the firing. Uh, but Danny Briere, your new interim GM, Chuck Fletcher is out. And man, this is one of those moves that feels like it took forever. And it, it really felt like, you know, what was it going to take for Chuck Fletcher to get fired? He has done zero, zero to enhance the credibility and enhance the on ice, um, performance of the Philadelphia Flyers since he got here when we had one of our Flyers State of the Union addresses with Will Castorina in studio. I forget if it was the first. It probably was because Fletcher's been here that long. Um, But he said when he was in Minnesota, Chuck Fletcher destroyed the Minnesota Wild. He was going to do the same thing here, and that's exactly what he did. It's embarrassing that John Tortorella went out and after the trade deadline passed and the Flyers did next to nothing, he went and caped for that man and said that, you know, he was doing the best he could. 
Uh, no, Tortorella, you're trying to save your job. I don't know why John Tortorella still has a job either. He should be gone. The Flyers need to absolutely just blow the entire organization from top to bottom, blow it to smithereens, and start over. That is going to be their way to success, is to blow it up. They should have traded everybody. As much as I love JVR, as much as I love Kevin Hayes, as much as I love some of these guys, they should have traded every single player at the deadline, and it's embarrassing that Chuck Fletcher didn't do it. It's embarrassing that John Tortorella you know, was going to go out and cape for that man for not doing his job, even though he said he was doing his job. No, the Flyers have swung and missed on so many prospects. They have failed to develop talent. There's very few pieces in this organization that even mean a damn to the future of this team, and they need to do whatever it takes to go out and get Connor Bedard in the draft. I don't care what people say that Connor Bedard's not going to change, you know, the face of the organization. If that's a kid who I know as a casual hockey fan that I know his name, Connor Bedard's a big deal. And if he's in a market like Philadelphia, he's going to make a difference in terms of the landscape of hockey in Philadelphia and the legitimacy of the Philadelphia market in the NHL. Nobody takes the Flyers seriously right now. I can flat out say that just knowing the way that people consume Philadelphia sports just knowing the way that we have you know treated the Flyers outside of their mini run in the bubble they they've been a laughing stock they've done absolutely nothing to garner the trust and the loyalty of the fans and it, it finally you know has come around where some of these loyal Flyers fans who no matter what they were going to go down to the Wells Fargo Center fork over their money and go do their stuff to support the team no matter what you know there are guys the orange and black this that and the third when you have people of that nature finally you know calling it quits you know there's an issue so the Flyers need to look themselves in the mirror this offseason when it's all over and done and and we can finally say okay Let's start the re the the rebuild needs to start now. It's something that should have happened a half decade ago. Um, it's finally going to hopefully happen this off season. But man, it, it feels good to know that. And, and you never want to root for anybody to lose their job. Let me preface that by saying this: you don't want anybody to lose their job, obviously. But when they're when you're not good at your job, you deserve to lose your job, and that's what Chuck Fletcher has been pretty much since he got here. Um, so to know that the Flyers have finally rid themselves of a bad GM, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, where you look at the, the Sixers, the Eagles, the Phillies, the Union, even the Wings, who are owned by the same ownership group, mind you. They have the contingency plan somewhere in the organization. Like, at least the Sixers have the players that want to win, um... We may not agree on a, a lot of the other things of, that the Sixers have, but, you know, looking at the other teams, we've seen success from three of the teams in this city in the last calendar year with them getting to championship games. The Flyers have not had that type of plan, that type of, you know, just structure in so long. And I think the firing of Chuck Fletcher is at least a a look in the mirror to say, okay, we need to make a change. And that's a positive for the Flyers. It's a positive for the future of Philadelphia hockey. Um, because as much as we want to clown on the Flyers for being this, you know, kind of cultish type of team in our city, it's always better 
when the Flyers are good. It's fun when the Wells Fargo Center is popping and rocking because the Flyers are a good hockey team. And it just sucks when, like, for the last decade, they have just been nobodies. They they haven't done much in the last 10-plus years. Obviously, haven't been in the Stanley Cup since 2011. It, 2010, 2011, I forget what. Uh, it was 2010. It's been since 2010. So 13 years they have not gotten to the promised land. And they have not even sniffed a Stanley Cup in terms of, like, I mean, you know, 2010 was close, but I've I've never seen this team outside of that year have any type of closeness in my memory memory recollection of winning a Stanley Cup. So it's a positive that Chuck Fletcher is gone. Hopefully, this is the start of a new take on Flyers hockey, and the Flyers can kind of you know get their shit together and figure it all out because they absolutely need to if they want to be you know legitimized in Philadelphia again. I've said it off the record. I forget if I've said it on the pod, but right now the Flyers are not in the top four in my brain of Philadelphia sports. It is the Eagles, the Phillies, the Union, and the Sixers. Those are the four. Those are the four, I think, for a lot of people now um, with how legit the Union have been over the last four or five years and kind of getting into the spotlight since 2020 and forward now. Um, so we'll see how, you know, things shake out. But Chuck Fletcher is gone. Our long-standing Philadelphia nightmare has come to a close. Um, speaking of nightmares, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the fight in Phil's. Let's talk about the fight in Phil's. Uh, it's brought to you by our amazing energy drink company sponsor partners, Dubby. Uh, they're going to war on big energy. You guys should join us in that fight. Uh, you should not be drinking energy drinks that make you crash, that give you jitters, that make you feel uneasy. Uh, and that's what Dubby is here for. They are making sure that you have a crash and jitterless free experience when it comes to energy drinks. Uh, their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented neurofactor, which has been tested and proven to improve brain performance by up to 143%. Who doesn't need improved brain performance? Dubby also contains zero calories, zero sugars, no maltodextrin, no fillers, no artificial colors. And it's produced in the USA in an FDA-registered and inspected facility that strictly adheres to GMP guidelines. And uh, when their raw ingredients arrive to the facility, they undergo a quarantine while a small sample of each ingredient is taken to test for any impurities while also being tested for Fourier transform infrared spectro spectroscopy to ensure that the ingredients are actually what they are supposed to be and are proper in dosage. Dubby's going to war on big energy. They're tired of not proper quality. And let me tell you guys. Dubby's flavors and taste are out of this world. I, I'm currently sipping on the Dragonade, which is unfortunately sold out right now. But when it's back in stock, best believe I'll be stocking up on the Dragonade. Uh, they've got their big energy tears flavor, which I am going to actually live order right now the big energy tears because who doesn't love a good blue raspberry flavor 
I'm going to need as much energy during this month of March to uh, to get me rocking and rolling. Uh, so I am live ordering the big energy tiers and going to war on big energy with our friends over at Dubby. You should do the same, and you guys can use our code UNDERGROUND when you go to check out at W.GG, and you get 10% off any and all orders. Go to war on big energy with us, W.GG. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. Shout out to Dubby for keeping us energized all March and year-round because they're doing the damn thing. The World Baseball Classic, Team USA, as of right now, they had a late game, uh, so they are still playing as I am recording this. Um, they're getting absolutely mollywopped by Team Mexico, but that's what happens, Mark DeRosa. That's what happens when you play New York Mets players over Philadelphia Phillies. You know, I, I saw a tweet, and it's kind of accurate, you know, the way Team USA so far is approaching the World Baseball Classic with so much talent and in a way that they can win this whole thing once again and be back-to-back -back champs. They're approaching it like it's extended spring training, and that's not the case. Every other team in the World Baseball Classic is treating this like it's the World Series. you got to go out there and play with passion, play with fight, and I thought Mark DeRosa was going to instill that. But so far, it's been, it's been very questionable. Team USA does end up winning their opening game uh, against Great Britain 6-2. to two. They were losing early, which was kind of rough. Adam Wainwright, what the hell's going on, pal? Uh, but Team USA wins 6-2. to two. We got a World Baseball Classic Schwabam. Kyle Schwarber with a three-run home run uh, to help lift Team USA past Great Britain. Um, great stuff from Schwaba. Great stuff from JT, Trey Turner. Uh, but, you know, tonight... Of course, they decide to play the Mets players and not, uh, you know, the fight in Phil's. And that's what happens. Team Mexico absolutely mollywhopping the U.S. 11-3. to Right now, two runners on two outs for that scumbag, that loser, Kyle Tucker from the Houston Astros. Uh, but I guess I got to root for him here with Team USA. Uh, my preseason, my pre-tournament prediction of Venezuela, shout out Jose Alvarado. Uh, Ranger Suarez, unfortunately, no longer pitching. He had an injury. Um, so he withdrew from the World Baseball Classic. How you doing? Keep it moving. Not great for the Phils. Um, but Jose Alvarado pitching team Venezuela to outstanding victories. They were my preseason, pre-tournament, like I said, like prediction. I, I was all in on Venezuela. I thought they were, uh, the team to beat. As Kyle Tucker goes to first, I believe he just walked. Yes, he did. For Tim Anderson, bases loaded. Let's go, Timmy. Big time Timmy Jims. Um, Venezuela is my pre-tournament prediction to be like the dark horse to win it all. Plus 1,100. How you doing? Keep it moving. They beat the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico in pool play so far. Uh, Japan, the first team to advance to the knockout round. They win their group. Uh, more than likely going to win it outright as they go 4-0. Um, but Team USA needed, needing to figure some things out here early. Uh, against Mexico if they want to advance. But nonetheless, Kyle Schwarber, JT Real Muto, Trey Turner looking phenomenal in the World Baseball Classic so far, especially with a WBC edition of a Schwabam. Um, you know, tough stuff with Andrew Painter. We talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. We'll see how that continues to progress. But uh, he seems optimistic. The Phillies seem optimistic that he's going to be able to uh, – 
pitch this season and, and, and be fine without having surgery now or down the line. We'll see how that plays. Hopefully that is the truth. Um, but yeah, WBC people hating on it and I don't get it. The WBC is a lot of fun. The old heads are mostly the ones hating on it because they're the old heads. People don't like change. People don't like, you know, newness, uh, as team USA just put a run and or runs up on the board. Tim Anderson doing the damn thing Two runs score on a Tim Anderson double. Uh, it's 11, five Mexico. Um, but a lot of the old heads complaining about the WBC, like being when it is and blah, blah, blah. It's like, get a grip. You know, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But it is so much fun. It's so cool to see just the energy. And that's the thing, too. It's the old whites that are always complaining about stuff that's not up to, you know, their standards. And when you look at every other country who is in the World Baseball Classic and the passion, the flair, the, the ceremony that comes with this and how serious they're taking this. It is so cool. I love every aspect of it from Team Japan, Chinese Taipei, Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, the whole nine yards, like every foreign team outside of the U.S. There's, there's a passion and a flair and the theatrics all involved and they take it so seriously. And that's what baseball needs. That's what baseball needs. And Pat Pitts and I have talked about it a ton. The World Baseball Classic is so much fun. Um, you know, and it, 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 the old whites, you're not the target demo. You're not the target demo of the World Baseball Classic. The target demo for you is a Tuesday night in, in May to go watch a team play in, in the second game of a, a early week series. That's your target demo. The WBC is for our age demo to get back into baseball. For the people who who never left, like me, who love baseball through and through. And then it's for the people who did leave, and it's like, oh, let me go watch the World Baseball Classic because it's March, spring training games aren't all that fun. But World Baseball Classic, oh, they're they're kinda into it. They're it's competitive baseball. I'm gonna pay I'm gonna go you know, pay a little attention to see what happens. I, I just don't understand the the hate and the, the nonsense like complaining that people just have people just always have to find something to argue about and that's what you come to learn as you get older. <laughs> like the the old whites just love to complain. And it's always the old whites who are like just the purists. Like, shut up. Shut up. World baseball classic rules. And if you're not watching, you're missing out. Uh, moving on from a quick little baseball segment there. Uh, shout out to Dubby. Philadelphia Eagles uh, have had some controversy uh, over the last couple of days. Darius Slay was reported by Diana Rossini uh, that the Eagles gave Drew Rosenhaus the opportunity to seek a trade if, uh, you know, it was, it was a poorly worded tweet because so many people, if you pay attention to football and you pay attention to these guys in like Darius Slay's age bracket and age range in the NFL, when they're looking for a new contract, every agent goes out and seeks a trade for them to kind of gauge what the value for their player is. It happens every year. 
And, of course, Eagles Twitter took that and ran with it and turned it into this whole nine yards thing. Thankfully, Darius Slay has a podcast and went on his own podcast to discuss everything. Basically said he wants to end his career in Philadelphia. He and Howie Roseman have no ill will or bad blood towards each other. They're going to try to work something out, and hopefully he's here for the rest of his career. I fully expect Darius Slay to be here. I would be stunned if the Eagles move on from Darius Slay. He had a great year last year. He was a big reason why the Eagles were able to get to the Super Bowl. You don't just trade that. You just don't let that happen. I I don't see that happening whatsoever. Darius Slay is too valuable of a player in the locker room. He's too beloved in Philadelphia, I think, by players, coaches, front office, fans, obviously. I just don't see how Howie Roseman can justify moving on from Darius Slay. I fully think some sort of deal will get agreed to. He'll restructure his contract. It'll help clear up cap space. And Darius Slay will be here for the next two to three years and probably end his career in Philadelphia, which will be awesome because Darius Slay has been a guy who has felt like he should have been playing in Philadelphia his entire career. He's a fan favorite, has been almost since day one. He's a dog and uh, goes out there and balls out every single week. Jen Jennifer Slay, his wife, is amazing. She's like fully immersed herself into Philly fan culture, has gotten so tight with the fans, going to the tailgates, being on Twitter and interacting with fans and, and, and the like. Jen is great, and I would be stunned if Darius Slay is not a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's put it that way. Point blank, period. Old takes expose me. He's a friend of the program. I don't care. Uh, but on the other front, kind of surprising news, James Bradbury. This comes uh, from Josina Anderson. Uh, some encouraging little bad news here from Josina Anderson on the front of James Bradbury. A lot of people, myself included, fully expect James Bradbury to be gone. He he balled out this year. Um, was was an unbelievable free agent pickup. One of those guys that it's like he falls into your lap pretty much. And he goes out and balls. Had three interceptions in the regular season. Interception in the playoffs against the Giants. Which was just poetic justice. Josina Anderson tweets out a quote at around 6 o'clock on Sunday. Saying, just spoke with Eagles cornerback James Bradbury on his impending free agency. Here are Bradbury's thoughts as we are less than 24 hours away from the NFL's legal negotiating window beginning on Monday. Quote from James Bradbury. I know there's definitely interest from the Eagles. I would love to play for the Eagles. I definitely see how bright the future is for the team. I'm just waiting to hear on the exact terms from them. I believe they're also waiting for what the market tells as well because I'm also anticipating interest from other teams too. So they told me whoever calls, just make sure I also give them a chance to match. That's encouraging because I don't think anybody would have expected James Bradbury to still be in the plans of the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing just how well he played and knowing the Eagles have a top 10 pick that a top defensive back can kind of fall into their laps. Um, and then, you know, Denard Wilson, who this Eagles secondary absolutely talked about loving, is now in Baltimore. Um, 
I don't know if James Bradbury was a guy that we saw returning to Philadelphia. Now, I'm not saying he's going to return, but this is an encouraging sign, nonetheless, for a potential reunion between James Bradbury and the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, if if the Eagles can run it back next year, even if it's for, you know, one one or two more years, depending on what James Bradbury gets offered, you know, here and there. But if the Eagles can get Bradbury and Slay back together for one more run, along with Avante Maddox in the slot, healthy all year. That's a win for this defense. This defense, that's a win for this defense because man. It seems like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is on the way out. It seems like uh, Javon Hargrave is on the way out. It seems like T.J. Edwards is kind of on the way out. The defense is kind of falling around everybody. But if you can retain two high-end corners and really have those lockdown guys when you're going up against top-wide receiver talent this coming season, that's a huge win for the Eagles. It's a huge win if James Bradbury... Uh, decides to stay here. Somebody who did decide to stay here and took less money to do so. <sighs> what a legend he is. What a legend he is. Hailing from the University of Michigan. Number 55, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is sticking around. He is staying in Philadelphia. Um, he said it wasn't about the money. I love Philly. I don't want to miss a championship with Jalen. Jalen is the man. I just told my agent to make it happen. Brandon Graham signs a one-year contract worth $6 million to stay in Philadelphia for year 14. Brandon Graham is a true Philadelphia story. <laughs> uh, drafted in 2010, was... Full-blown hated. The pick was hated because Brian Dawkins had just left a couple years prior. Um, and we all needed a safety. We we were on a safety uh, withdrawal with B-Doc leaving. And Andy Reid goes and drafts Brandon Graham from Michigan with that 10th overall pick. And... It is pretty funny to kind of sit here and in a moment where we all thought we needed a safety after Brian Dawkins left. We get Brandon Graham. What we really needed was a leader for this defense, and that is what Brandon Graham has been for the last 14 years. He has come in, he has worked his ass off to be as good at his position as humanly possible. He has gone through four coaches in this city, in his career. He's won a Super Bowl, is a huge reason as to why the Philadelphia Eagles as a franchise have a Super Bowl. Um, and he is going to go down as one of the most beloved athletes to ever wear a uniform bearing a Philadelphia sports team. He is easily on the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia icons of the last two decades. Um... And it's just really cool to know that Brandon Graham wants to be here. Like Philadelphia has been, has turned into his home and wanted to do it at all, no matter what the cost, he was going to stay here. 
and to just see the development of Brandon Graham over the years and, and just see how he's become such a fan favorite and such a leader and such a, a dog on the field. You know, he goes out there and gives it 120%. And for him to have the season he had in 2022, coming off a ruptured Achilles, going out and having a career high in sacks, being nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, there's an argument he should have won it. Um, to to just being a guy that everybody loves. Like, Brandon Graham is this city's, like, teddy bear. Like, everybody wants to hug BG. They love him dearly. And we didn't want to see BG go. He is that type of guy that has fully ingrained himself in Philadelphia as a guy that the day he hangs it up and the day Brandon Graham does decide to retire, which is in the near future more than likely, just it, with the age and everything, Brandon Graham said he wants to play 15 years. Next year will be year 14. The day Brandon Graham retires is going to be like one of those emotional days where it's like, I can't believe BG is calling it a career. Like, I can't believe he's he's done. Brandon Graham is one of the, the few players that we've gotten to watch as Philadelphia sports fans over the last 13 plus years. And I think we can all firmly say Brandon Graham is probably going to get his number retired. He's one of the few Philadelphia athletes who we have gotten the chance to watch and can say number 55 should never be worn again after Brandon Graham retires. There's two guys on this Eagles team right now that I think we all feel that way about their jersey number. It's Brandon Graham. It's Jason Kelsey. Outside of them, I think the only other guys that we have gotten to watch in our generation lifetime of the last three decades who should have their jersey number retired are the core from the 07 to 11 Phillies of Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard. Um, and you can make the argument for Cole Hamels. But Brandon Graham is a Philadelphia icon. He's a Philadelphia legend. And I'm just so happy he's going to be here because he is one of the the, the pieces of the heart and soul of Philadelphia sports. Not just the Eagles, but Philadelphia sports. He goes out and bangs the drum at the Union game the day that he signs. You know, it's one of those things that, like, BG is, he is Philly. And it's so awesome that he's back. And I couldn't be happier uh, that Brandon Graham is staying in Philly. So, shout out to the Graham family. Shout out to BG. Uh, he's a real one. He's a long time, like white whale guest for us on this show. Would love to sit down and have a conversation with Brandon Graham. Um, but man, just very happy that BG is sticking around in Philly for the, at least another year, hopefully, uh, for his career. And he gets to do, uh, you know, 15 and make sure that, uh, he fulfills his, his own personal goal. Uh, with his NFL career. So shout out to BG sticking around in Philly for another year. Uh, before we keep it going, talking about the Philadelphia Union, the Philadelphia 76ers, shout out to our amazing beer partners, Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, they've been rocking with us for quite some time now, and they will also be part of our live tailgate series uh, this summer during Philly season, Kenny's the best in the game. Uh, you guys, 
about Kenwood? Do you need to know about Kenwood? Yes, you do. Of course you do. Uh, it's an American-style light lager, refreshing light beer, 4.1% uh, ABV, 127 calories, 10 grams of carbs, light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the planet. Uh, and guys, you can use the all new and improved Kenny tracker at Kenwoodbeer.com to see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia area. Uh, you can also purchase it at your local liquor store in the Philadelphia area, your local home goods. If you're in Eastern Pennsylvania, that's Kenwoodbeer.com. You must be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. Kenwood beer, a better light beer. Uh, the Sixers doing the damn thing to pull us all back in and make sure we get our hearts broken in the second round. Uh, the Sixers do the damn thing uh, Sunday night and take down the Washington Wizards 112-93, to and they just keep it pushing along. Um, pulling up their most – Joel Embiid on Friday night with the ultimate game-winning shot with 1.1 seconds remaining, puts up the fadeaway. Uh, they beat the Timberwolves, obviously, on Tuesday. We talked a little bit about that on Wednesday show, but they beat the Trailblazers. They beat Matisse Thibel. Joel Embiid just continues to dominate, continues to put up numbers. That proves why he's the MVP. He's probably not going to win the MVP because the NBA voters are a bunch of nerds who just look at stat sheets and don't actually watch the games. Uh, but the Sixers, right now, sitting at 45-22, and 22, uh, just a game and a half back of the Celtics for the two seed. Three games back of the Bucks overall for the one seed. I mean, the one seed is still like a feasible thing, which is wild to think about at this point of the season uh, where the Sixers have taken us this year. But, I mean, you got the Cavs, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Bulls twice uh, in the next week before you go out on a three-game West Coast road swing against the Warriors, Suns, and Nuggets. The Suns probably without Kevin Durant, which is a big bonus for the Sixers. Hopefully KD is healthy. Obviously, you never want to see anybody get injured, especially the way KD slipped during that pregame warm-up. Uh, and then you come home for two games in March to round out the month against the Mavericks and the Raptors before you have a gauntlet. April 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, which I believe is a Sunday. So Sunday primetime, 8 o'clock, uh, you get the Bucks in Milwaukee and then bouncing back on April 4th, which I believe is a Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Tuesday, April 4th, at home, Wells Fargo Center against the Celtics. That would be a game to take in. I'm going to actually look and see how much the price of those tickets are because that would be a fun one to attend. $98 on one ticket app. That's $98 total. Oh, that's annoying. Can't buy two. I have to buy three. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Um, but yeah, Sixers, Celtics, that, that could be for the two or the one seed, quite frankly. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of just keep an eye on everything that transpires with that game. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, that game is going to be a wild one. It's must see TV. Sixers are playing well. Harden's playing well. Tyrese Maxey, who would have thought getting him back in the starting lineup would be beneficial, you know, for his 
continued development and uh, just seeing the way that this team is playing right now. It seems like they're playing for one another, not really playing, uh, you know, due to anything Doc Rivers is doing, but um, they're playing for each other. And the rest of the season, you have the Heat. After that Celtics game, you go to Atlanta, and then you're on the road against the Nets to end the season. So playoffs are right around the corner, and somehow the one seed is still feasible for the Sixers. Um, I don't know exactly what the Bucks and Celtics schedules look like. It's the Bucks. Excuse me. They have the Kings, the Suns, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Spurs, the Jazz, the Nuggets, Pistons, Pacers, Celtics, Sixers. Wizards, Bulls, Grizzlies, and Raptors. So the Bucks still have some pretty difficult teams on their schedule remaining. And the Celtics have uh, the Rockets, the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers, the Jazz, the Kings, the Pacers, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Bucks, uh, the Jazz, the Sixers, the Raptors twice, and then the Hawks. So the Celtics have a relatively easy schedule the rest of the way just widespread speaking um but the Sixers are, are taking care of business they're doing what they're supposed to do and that's exciting Wednesday night Sixers Cavs um in Cleveland is going to be another one that the Sixers are going to have to you know go out there and, and perform as the Cavs are right behind them in the standings at the four seed only two back in the win column five back in the loss column though um but the Cavs are a good team and you're gonna have to give it maximum effort in that game and win a, a, a battle against an Eastern Conference foe that, you know, could pop up in the playoffs depending on where the Sixers end up getting seeded. So we'll see how that all transpires um, for them, but they're balling. Joel Embiid is the MVP. There's no doubt about it uh, other than knowing that there is doubt from the actual voters because they just want to give Nikola Jokic is a uh, third straight MVP because they're lazy. They don't actually watch the games and they should be ashamed of themselves for not watching the games and still getting to vote for an award that determines so much for players careers. And who would have thunk, you know, as soon as uh, Jokic uh, gets exposed against the Spurs, things start going downhill for him and Joel Embiid just keeps on pushing along. Who would have thought? Um, but Joel is balling. He's, he's our MVP. That's for damn sure. Um, so shout out to Joel Embiid and a little update here. I know typically we announce it on our anniversary, uh, but the underground sports Philadelphia hall of fame, I think we are going to reserve announcing everything, uh, at our live tailgate podcast on April 8th. That's when that's going to happen. So April 8th, um, you'll get the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame announcement. Just a little delayed. Obviously, we had a Super Bowl we were covering. We had everything from the World Series, uh, the Union, and, and just the New Year, the holiday. It was it was crazy. So, uh, Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame, a little delay, but we will announce everything live, tailgate, podcast, April 8th before Philly's opening night. Last bit here, the Philadelphia Union win a beautiful beautiful match uh against the Chicago Fire on Saturday Joaquin Torres in the 90th minute puts it past the goalie and uh the Union win one nothing in full time uh just a beautiful beautiful win for the Philadelphia Union uh who right now are fifth in the standings as they are 2-0 and one 
uh, with six points just behind Cincinnati, Nashville, Atlanta United, and Inter-Miami by virtue of Miami beating uh, the Union last week. But that's that's just, you know, what we've been talking about. The Union get off these slow starts, but they find ways to win, and that's one of those games. You know, they're they're in a game just trying to, you know, drudge through and somehow, some way, find a way, and they beat uh, Chicago one nothing as they get prepped for a CONCACAF Champions League round of 16, leg two of two in Philadelphia on Tuesday against Alianza once again. Um, should be pretty interesting matchup. Um, looking forward to, to that as well, and, and them being at home, they got a draw in the last match. I believe it was 0-0, yes, so we'll see what happens in that next leg. Um, and then the Union are on the road for their next uh, MLS match against Montreal on Saturday, March 18th, before they're back home on March 25th against Orlando City. Still trying to figure out what day I'm going to a Union game because it's totally going to happen. Got to figure out which team I want to go see them play. Um... But looking forward to just more union action and, and them going at it toe-to-toe with a lot of these teams. And uh, hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, when October rolls around, they're hoisting that supporter shield and, um, you know, being one of the, the top seeds in the MLS and going at it and winning a championship like we all expect them to have the ability to do. Um so looking forward to more union action, but they get a huge win. Joaquin Torres, just an absolute laser to win that one in the 90th minute and just, you know, absolute scenes fashion. Um, so shout out to the union once again, getting the job done. And it's, it's March madness time. Underground madness is here. If you guys have not joined our bracket challenge, what are you doing? It's one of our favorite things of the year. I had people today hitting me up about it, uh, to make sure we were actually doing it again this year. Of course we're doing underground madness. It's, it's part of our core as a company. Underground madness always happens. Uh, join our bracket challenge. It will be linked in the description of this YouTube video and in the podcast, uh, notes as well. Um, we've got some fantastic stuff planned for underground madness from, uh, coverage. We were planning on live streams, uh, with like watch parties for games and watching along with some of the, the best games out there that we can possibly conjure up for best live stream content. Um, but I'm very excited for, you know, March madness. It's, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I took off this Thursday, finally from my day job to, uh, be ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to be a couch potato for four days straight of just college basketball action. Um, I'm going to absolutely hate myself for not being off the following Thursday for more college basketball action. Um, but we got the bracket, and um, the bracket is wild. Make sure you go watch our, our bracket breakdown show as well. Um, but here's the bracket. No Philly team. In the bracket for the first time since 1977. And for the first time since the expansion of the bracket 68, uh, that we do not have a team from Philadelphia represented. 
the bracket, though, in the South region, it's Alabama um, versus the 16 seed. Uh, we got Maryland, West Virginia in the 8-9. San Diego State, Charleston in the 5-12. Virginia, Furman in the 4-13. Creighton, NC State in the 6-11. Baylor, UC Santa Barbara in the 3-14. Missouri and Utah State in the 7-10. Arizona, Princeton in the 2-15. And then we move to the east. It's Purdue versus the 16 seed. Texas Southern or FDU. Memphis versus Florida Atlantic in the 8-9. Duke versus Oral Roberts in the 5-12. Tennessee versus Louisiana in the 4-13. Kentucky versus Providence in the 6-11. Kansas State versus Montana State in the 3-14. Michigan State versus USC in the 7-10. And then Marquette versus Vermont in the 2-15. Sliding on over to the west side. Uh, it's Kansas is the one versus Howard at the 16. Arkansas, Illinois in the 8-9. St. Mary's VCU in the 5-12. UConn, Iona in the 4-13. TCU versus Arizona State or Nevada in the 6-11. Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon in the 3-14. Northwestern versus Boise State in the 7-10. And UCLA versus UNC Asheville in the 2 15 And then in the Midwest, it's Houston at the one seed versus Northern Kentucky. Iowa versus Auburn in the 8-9. Miami, Florida versus Drake in the 5-12. Indiana versus Kent State in the 4-13. Iowa State versus Mississippi State or Pittsburgh in the 6-11. Xavier versus Kennesaw State in the 3-14. Texas A&M versus Penn State in the 7-10. And then Texas versus Colgate in the 2-15. Go check out the college basketball podcast on our network, the Glue Guys College Basketball Podcast. Uh, they're going to be doing an episode that will come out on Wednesday, breaking down the bracket, their picks, everything. We're going to have live streams throughout the first weekend uh, for sure, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, March Madness is here, baby. Future on repeat the rest of the month. Uh, I love March Madness. It is creme de la creme, chef's kiss, dot gif, one of my favorite times of year. Um just sitting on your couch for 12 to 15 hours a day watching college basketball is just something about it. <laughs> something about it. It just it gets the blood flowing. And uh, make sure you guys join our Underground Madness Bracket Challenge because it's going to be tons of fun this year. We have so many things planned. Obviously, the overall winner, we always give away the uh, official locker room shirt of the eventual champion. We're working on some stuff with our merch partners to get glue guys merch out to people uh, as well as underground sports, Philadelphia merch. Go get your merch. PHI apparel.co code underground for 10% off. Um, and we are working with uh, our awesome people over at Dubby. We're going to try to get some Dubby out to the people to keep you guys energized all March long. Um, so that'll be up for grabs in our bracket challenge. Go join underground madness. It is the best time of year. Get excited. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? I'm ready to go, baby. Shut up. Dickie V. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a five star rating and review. It does help the show continue to grow keeps us pushing along and uh really does help 
more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, new presenting sponsor, shout out to the city of Vineland. Whether you are a company looking to expand, relocate, or are a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you are considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey where it's always growing season, and they are the presenting sponsor of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review. It does go a long way for helping the show grow. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are currently, as of this recording, at 400 and I lost it. 415 subscribers. Let's keep it pushing. Let's let's get it up. Get it up. Over oh, we're trying to get to 500. End of the month. Let's make that happen. 500 is the goal. Trying to get to 1000 as well. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your thoughts on everything we discussed on this episode. Uh, and big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen along with the city of Vineland. All of them uh, are fantastic. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our amazing merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. Go to phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders. Get your merch. Tag us when you get it. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. It's the most effective and direct way to support us here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go get your merch. phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. This has been episode number 515 of Underground Sports Philadelphia presented by the City of Vineland. I'm your boy KB. We'll be back. Later this week, talking about everything from the Phils, the Eagles, the Sixers, the Union. And we'll get Matt's take on the Philadelphia Flyers as well. Plus, Survivor 44. But until then, I'm getting the heck up out of here. And I'm signing off. Peace.